is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We are uh, leading tonight with a clip that will set the stage for what I want to talk about tonight. And uh, it's Nancy Pelosi at the Conference of Mayors. We're going to have somewhat of a deep discussion. It will be uncomfortable for some people, but it will be, I think, intellectually stimulating for most of you. We're going to get to the nub of the matter. And what we see happening to the country, the language that is used, the, the race baiting and all the rest that surrounds this so-called immigration issue. But before I get to her, who are these dreamers? We never ask. What countries are they from? They're not all from the same country. They don't all have the same backgrounds. Uh, they don't all share the same cultural experiences. They're different ages, despite what you've been led to believe. All kinds of people. And yet we give them this one label, dreamers. Because it makes it easier, you see, to escape having to examine these issues. I want to start with Nancy Pelosi for a reason. Not because she's an easy foil, which she is. Not because she's a moron, which she is. But because of what she said. And how what she said is what so many people say and so many people think. And why it is diabolical and destructive to this nation. Cut five, go. While I'm on the subject of dreamers, since last night the president put forth a plan... Let me just say what I said last night. That plan is a campaign to make America white again. It's a plan that says over 50% of the current legal immigration will be cut back, that many people will be sent out of the country. If you read through it, you're thinking, do they not understand that immigration has been the constant reinvigoration of America? This is such a hateful, unconscionable, demagogic statement that she should be expelled from the House of Representatives. 1.8 million people would be receiving citizenship. But let's put the numbers aside. Play it again, Mr. Producer. Go ahead. While I'm on the subject of dreamers, since last night the president put forth a plan... Let me just say what I said last night. That plan is a campaign to make America white again. To make America white again. Why would she say something like that? Why would she say such a blatantly racist, horrible, nasty thing like that, which she knows to be a lie? 
obviously to play to certain constituency groups where she thinks this will be well received. You'll notice she didn't get a single applause from the mayors in that city, many of whom are minorities. Not a single hand clapped. It was so over the top. And yet we hear this all the time. We hear it on TV and elsewhere. Make America white again. What does that mean? It means a lot of things. But it also means something you're probably not thinking about. When you look at America's founding, the founders were white. When you look at the Constitutional Convention, they were white men. White men mostly citing other white men. Locke and Montesquieu, Adam Smith, David Hume, Sidney, Burke, Aristotle, Plato, Cicero. White men. Make America white again? Whatever happened to Martin Luther King's colorblind society, the content of character, does she sound like that is what she believes? You see, the truth is, most of the principles that serve as the basis for the founding of the freest, most prosperous, most tolerant, most diverse society on the face of the earth are the principles that undergird Western civilization and the Great Reformation. These are principles that come out of Greece and Rome and Europe. Not all white, but mostly white. Is that why these principles matter? Because Aristotle was a white man? Because Cicero was a white man? Because the founders were white men? Is that why these principles matter? Of course not. The founding principles, which are concisely formalized in the Declaration of Independence, talks about all human beings, every individual having unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and so forth. Not a word about race. Not a word. It was about individual human beings who are imperfect, who make mistakes. Some make terrible mistakes. You see, what Nancy Pelosi is doing is consistent with the progressive agenda. Oh, yes, 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 she's playing the race card. She thought it would be well-received there. It was not. She thinks it will be well-received in many minority communities. Well, in many minority communities, it won't be well-received. People are a lot smarter than Nancy Pelosi insists. But it's not just race baiting. That would be bad enough. She, as an aggressive progressive, is attacking what these white men preached, wrote about. Oh, and not just white men. Mostly Protestants. Not all, but mostly. White Protestants. 
what they wrote about and what they said. Not all. Mostly. She's not just condemning whites or white people or people with white skin. She is condemning the principles that know no race. She is condemning the principles because the progressives hate the principles upon which this country was founded, which is why they seek to fundamentally transform it. She's condemning the principles of Western civilization. She's condemning the principles of reformation. She's condemning the principles of the Declaration of Independence. She's condemning the principles of the Constitution. She lives day in and day out trying to fundamentally destroy this country and replace it with something else. She can talk about wanting to make America white again, which is such a loathsome, poisonous statement. Trying to divide this country on race. What does she want to do? Create race wars? Who talks like this? The former Speaker of the House of Representatives? She and her husband are worth a quarter of a billion dollars. She has a winery. She has homes in San Francisco, homes in Washington, D.C. Talks like this. This is a complete assault, apart from race, on the founding principles of the nation. Now, I'm not saying this for the left. If I said this for the left, it would be going over their heads, through their ears, and out their tuchus. I'm not, I'm not saying it for them. I'm talking to you, my beloved listeners, who want to know, who want to understand, who want substance. This is part of the all-out, full-throated attack on the principles that have done more to advance the cause of humanity, advance the cause of diversity, regardless of your skin cover, advance the cause of wealth creation so people can eat, can have clothing, can have homes, advance the cause of the nuclear family, the most successful society mankind has ever known. That's what it's an attack on. That's what this whole immigration issue is about. Empowering the progressives. Empowering the Democrat Party, the party of the progressives. It's not about dreamers. It's not about DACA or DAPA or any of the rest of it. That's just one of the avenues through which they seek to advance their agenda. Their agenda is anti-American principles, anti-declaration, anti-constitution, anti-capitalism. Because they think that's the fastest way to further centralizing power. To further centralizing power. This is also why they're of the belief that immigrants become citizens as the great Samuel Huntington once said, not because they're attracted to America's culture and creed, but because they're attracted to governmental benefits, they're attracted to maintaining their ethnicity and their cultural heritage from the countries from which they hail. 
This is why we put so little emphasis on assimilation and no infinite emphasis on Americanization. It's never discussed. It's never even considered. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Citizenship and Immigration by Professors Erler, West, and Marini, who I consider friends. They ask this question in their book. Suppose that at the request of Mexico and the Central American nations, Congress passed a law expanding America's southern border to Colombia. Would that change America? We're not talking about race. That is Nancy Pelosi. I'm not talking about race at all. I'm talking about governments and societies and cultures and so forth. Would that change America? Of course it would. If millions and millions of people, and not just from there, let's pretend it's Russia, where my ancestors are from, or we can say China, or we can say whatever part of the world you want to choose. Millions and millions of people come into this country. Millions. And you lack assimilation, and you especially lack Americanization. Will that change the country? Well, of course it's going to change the country. Of course it will. And if more and more people demand citizenship without assimilation, then what is citizenship? What does that mean? What is citizenship? I want to circle back to Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi does not live in a black neighborhood. Nancy Pelosi does not live in a Hispanic neighborhood. Nancy Pelosi lives in a very rich white neighborhood in San Francisco. Nancy Pelosi has a winery in Napa Valley. Last time I checked, that's not a black neighborhood. It's not a Hispanic neighborhood. Nancy Pelosi is a disgusting human being. When she makes her racist comments, her hateful propaganda, shame on her. Shame on her. She's the fourth richest member of the House of Representatives. She and her family have benefited enormously from this country. Her father was the mayor of Baltimore at one point. She became Speaker of the House. When you can have somebody with a low IQ, with a poisonous vocabulary, become Speaker of the House, that's saying a lot. That's saying a hell of a lot. Making America white again? I think we have a right to ask Nancy Pelosi and all the other racists, those who are white in particular, why do you live where you live? Who are your real friends and family members? Why do you put your own craven, obsessive desire for power above the unity and security of this nation? And yet she does. 
And for that, she's rewarded as the leader of the Democrats in the House of Representatives. Just like Schumer. Just like Durbin. I understand these people. Which is why I knew as soon as the president made the proposal he made, with the backing of Stephen Miller and Tom Cotton and McConnell and Ryan, it was a terrible mistake. Now, the outcome, I hope, will be to get nothing at this point. And everybody will say that was a brilliant strategy. But that's not their strategy. The strategy should have been we really do need physical barriers on the border. We really do need to get rid of chain migration. We really do need to get rid of this diversity visa program. They wanted DACA. The House of Representatives drafted a bill that gives the DACA members, seven to 800,000 of them, legalized, legalized residency, not citizenship, in exchange for what we, the American people, want. American security, border security, assimilation, enforcement of law with businesses. But when you act like liberals and you put liberal proposals on the table, this is what happens. It blows up in your face. I'll be right back. Some hosts talk about the news. Mark Levin influences the news. Call the Mark Levin Show now at 877-381-3811. Membership in the Democrat Party or membership in the welfare state is not the same as membership in the citizenry. Membership in the Democratic Party and membership in the welfare state is not the same as membership in the citizenry. And look how our politicians dumb down the idea of citizenry. People have a right to be citizens. Nobody has a right to be a citizen. You're either an actual born citizen of the United States, a naturalized citizen of the United States, or there are other laws that pass that make citizenship possible. You don't have a right to be an American citizen because you came here illegally, you were brought here illegally, you overstayed your visa, or a thousand other reasons. It's not a right. And the Democrat Party really can barely hide their true agenda, which is its own power. Its own power. The Democrat Party is doing this for the Democrat Party. That's why it does everything. The Democrat Party is the party through which they advance their ideology. It is a united party in this now. There are no real disparate groups within the Democrat Party in Washington, D.C. There aren't any. Well, they assign themselves names because of race or a gender or something, but they marched step pretty well. They they march very well. They're synchronized dancers to their progressive ideology. This is just another area in which they advance their agenda. So to understand this when people call you a restrictionist or a nativist or something like that, is to understand how notorious this is. How vile all of this is. 
So if you stand for American principles and you stand for assimilation and Americanization, if you stand for the rule of law, if you actually love the American culture, then you're a nativist, a xenophobe, a racist, uh, you want to make America white again, I, I, you know, whatever the phrase is that they throw out there. You can never debate on the issues, on the substance. No, you're not allowed to do that. And so Nancy Pelosi makes a, a speech like this. is just so thoroughly appalling. She's so thoroughly repugnant. I've talked about him before, Arthur M. Schlesinger, Jr. Big time, famous, liberal historian out of Harvard who advised the Kennedy family, among others. Very close to the Kennedy family. And he wrote this book, The Disuniting of America, Reflections on a Multicultural Society. And, and even he points out that this cannot be tolerated for long. No nation can remain a nation this way. He's not alone. Teddy White, the big-time liberal who wrote about various presidential elections, he said the same thing. Walter Mondale, before he flipped over, said the same thing. Ralph Abernathy, Martin Luther King's right-hand man, said the same thing. Even the United Farm Workers, that used to be their position. We don't need common sense immigration reform, ladies and gentlemen. We need common sense, period. Immigration is just the latest train on which the progressives drive this country. They abuse people. They use people. That's what they do. And that's what they are doing. And so what you create in this country, and you can see it through the balkanization, you can see it through the protests and so forth, you're not promoting patriotism for America, even though some are in fact patriotic, but you're not promoting it. You're not promoting love of the Constitution, even though some obviously do love the Constitution. You're promoting loyalty to the Democrat Party and to the welfare state. And that's what's happening. And maybe I'm the only one that has the guts to say it because you come under enormous attack when you say things like this. But I'm just telling you the truth. It's, the, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a, a truthful observation. When the President of the United States talked about S-hole countries, he was attacked for the language that he used. You know, he could say this, he could say that, but you shouldn't say S-hole countries. There are countries in this world who brutalize, torture, and slaughter their own people in the most horrific ways and in the most horrific numbers. And yet the President's critics, when he used that term, finally found the moral outrage. They don't condemn the government of Haiti. They don't condemn the society in Haiti that has resulted in so much hell on earth. Instead, they condemn the man who calls it hell on earth, an asshole. Because they must. They must. In order 
to build the Democrat Party, listen to me on this, in order to build the Democrat Party and advance the ideology that has devoured the Democrat Party, you must trash America. You must. You must trash America. As a white supremacist, white privileged nation, you must trash America. As a nation that doesn't take care of its people, you must trash America's capitalist system, which has created so much wealth for so many people, as unfair, unequal, wage gaps, income gaps. I don't know, by the way, of any place that doesn't have wage or income gaps. I don't care how aggressive the totalitarian regime, but that aside. But America must be trashed. America's founders must be trashed. America's founding principles must be trashed. And so they are. And it's taught day in and day out in our universities and colleges. It is spewed by bumbling morons dressed up as reporters day in and day out. A thousand years from now, when they look back on the recordings of our news networks, they will be shocked. Absolutely shocked. A thousand years from now, when they look back on America, which may not exist, they're going to be shocked at how quickly and relentlessly there were forces in the United States that destroyed it from within. They're going to be shocked at how a nation would open its borders to millions and millions and millions of people coming into a country, whether they contribute to it or not whether they're capable of contributing to it or not, whether they want to contribute to it or not, they'll be amazed at how easily it was done. Amazed. And, of course, dressed up as compassion and humanity and all the rest of it. They will be amazed at how another nation committed suicide, died from within. The greatest of great societies, Athens, Rome, and what next? America? These are big issues. These are very, very big issues. And if you have the guts and the smarts to talk about it and raise it, as most of you do, you will be attacked. You're up against a force that demands compliance. You're up against a force that changes the language and insists that you change your language with it. You're up against a force that tries to shame you into silence. That's what you're up against. Now the Republicans like to use words like compromise, meet halfway, compromise with Nancy Pelosi. Did they hear what she said, Mr. Producer? Go ahead and play that again. While I'm on the subject of dreamers, since last night the president put forth a plan, let me just say what I said last night. That plan is a campaign to make America white again. Now, you want to meet halfway with this person? You want to have a rational discussion with this person? You want some bipartisan deal with this person? How can you? How can you meet a person like that halfway? She's not alone. Schumer, Durbin, and the rest of them. 
How are you supposed to govern with people like this? You know, they talk about Bannon, or they used to, as a guy, all he wants to do is destroy things. All he wants to do is destroy things, destroy things, destroy things. What exactly does Nancy Pelosi want to do? What exactly does Chuck Schumer want to do? What exactly do the progressives want to do to this country but destroy, destroy, burn down, burn down, and turn inside out? Hmm? Well, that's exactly what they want to do. Now, I spent most of last night's show going into the particulars of what the president had proposed and giving my opinion on how really foolish it was to make this proposal, an unforced error. And, of course, uh, the cable channels run it and CNN runs it for the purpose of attacking Trump. So I will repeat for you, I don't much care about CNN. It is not my purpose nor will I participate in sabotaging this president or destroying this president. Quite the contrary. I come behind this microphone day in and day out. I go on Levin TV day in and day out defending this man against a silent coup, against miscreants and malcontents in both parties, some at the senior levels of the FBI and the Justice Department, some at the senior levels of our intelligence agencies and the vast majority of the media, all of whom have as their goal to destroy this man. He has no more ardent and aggressive defender than I in this regard. I've also made the point, now repeated widely, that he's the most conservative president since Ronald Reagan. The Heritage Foundation couldn't control itself and it went two steps beyond. That's up to them. But it is impressive that you're the most conservative president since Ronald Reagan. That's why he's been successful. Conservative principles, when implemented, create success in your private life and in public life, whether you're president or whether you're a janitor. That's why there are principles. That's why we revere them. We're not ideologues. These principles that we believe in are based on life's experience, not just ours, but all humankind. But when the president makes a mistake, in my view and your view, we must voice our concerns. Because Lindsey Graham's out there, Jeff Flake's out there, Cory Gardner's out there, the amnesty appeasement crowd is out there, joining the Democrat Rockettes as they dance across the stage. So he needs to hear from the rest of us. Those of us who have been consistent and principled in our positions. Not because we're purists, but because we're Americans. And we see what's happening to this country. And the president needs to hear from us. And these politicians need to hear from us. And his staff needs to hear from us. Just because they go wobbly doesn't mean we have to. Because there's a hell of a lot at stake. Amnesty is permanent. And they're not getting rid of chain migration for those they're providing amnesty for. The nuclear family, they say, 
will be grandfathered in. So if you give one individual amnesty, they can bring in their mother, their father, their brothers, and their sisters. If you give 3 million people amnesty, you might be giving 12 or 15 million people citizenship. 12 or 15 million people. That number is bigger than the population of two-thirds or three-fourths of the states in this country. The Democrats know exactly what they're doing. Do the Republicans? This was not a good deal, even if it went through. And it's even a more foolish proposal... And you can see the reaction. Predictable, and I told you what it would be. The Democrats are saying, wow, he just gave us 1.8 million citizens. He's just empowered us and empowered our party. If he thinks he get, he's getting all that other stuff in exchange, he's wrong. He started way up here, and we're going to move him even higher. Either that or this whole thing is going to collapse. And everybody says, well, that's a strategy. Well, if that's a strategy, why get involved in it in the first place? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. People are talking about this trust fund that's been set up in this proposal to put the $25 billion to build the wall. That's hard money, they say. How much money is in the uh, Social Security Disability Trust Fund? You know there's nothing in it. How much money is in the overall, the broader general Social Security Trust Fund? Nothing. They stole all the money out of there. I could talk about Medicare, too. How about the Highway Trust Fund? Any money in there? Is this just another facade? Yes, it's a joke. And have people go on TV and say, well, that $25 billion in a trust fund, that's hard money. No, it's not. How about this? DACA, just the seven eight hundred thousand, those individuals will consider legalization in three, four, five years down the road after the physical barriers are built. They'll never buy it. Now, why would they never buy that? First of all, they don't give a damn about the security of the country because this shouldn't even be in negotiation with anything. But number two, because they have no plan in doing it, that's why. You know, we're off to a fast start in 2018. We're already in the midst of a battle on immigration, DACA, and, of course, President Trump's ongoing battle, a righteous battle, with the phony media. If you turned on Levin TV recently, we've done shows on all of this. We've been in front of the curb. We've even gotten into these battles before these battles have even started. Now, if you haven't signed up for CRTV yet, you can do a free seven-day trial and check out this important episode and many important episodes like the one we have tonight. You've probably already heard, but CRTV's coming back bigger and better in the new year. We're adding new shows from hosts like Andrew Wilkow, Ali Stuckey, even more. We got the great Steve Crowder. We got the great Michelle. We do. Malkin. And many, many others. We got our man Dan Bongino. Man, I love Dan. And so many more. Plus, the price is less than 8 bucks a month when you use promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. So go to CRTV.com, sign up for a free 7-day trial right now. Or give us a call at 844-LEVIN-TV, 844-L-E-V-I-N-TV. 
We'll get you all set up. Customer service is there. You'll be off to the races. And you can begin right now to watch some of the past episodes this week and get ready for all the new episodes tonight. You're going to love it. We'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello everybody, Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We're going to move along, but not until I mention this at the Washington Times, Stephen Denon. The crime rate among illegal immigrants in Arizona is twice that of other residents, Attorney General Jeff Sessions said Friday, setting a new report based on conviction data. The report from the Crime Prevention Research Center used a previously untapped set of data from Arizona that detailed criminal convictions and found that illegal immigrants between 15 and 35, aren't they called dreamers, Mr. Producer, are less than 3% of the state's population, but nearly 8% of its prison population. And the crimes they were convicted of were on the whole more serious, said John R. Law Jr., a friend of ours at the program, the report's author and president of the research center. His findings also challenge the general narrative that immigrants commit fewer crimes. Those past studies usually don't look at legal versus illegal populations, Mr. Lott said. Mr. Lott said the Arizona data is able to peek behind that curtain. and The differences between the populations were stark. There appears to be a huge difference between the two groups, Lott said. The type of person who goes through the process to legally immigrate to the United States appear to be very law-abiding versus even the U.S.-born population. The reverse is true for undocumented immigrants, a.k.a. illegal aliens. They are committing crimes and more serious crimes. Among nearly 4,000 first- and second-degree murder convictions, undocumented immigrants, just reading it here, counted for nearly 13%, significantly higher than their percentage of the population. Legal immigrants, by contrast, were less than 1% of convicts. Native-born made up the rest. 
Undocumented immigrants also account for five times the rate of convictions for money laundering and kidnapping, three times more likely to be convicted of drive-by shootings. The data covered from 1985 to 2017. And for his data purposes, Mr. Lott defined undocumented immigrants as those who weren't U.S. citizens or green card holders signaling permanent residency. He said the crime rates of the undocumented, the illegal aliens who were ages 18 to 35, may I remind you, dreamers, was particularly important given the ongoing debate over legalizing illegal immigrant dreamers. He said the Arizona data showed that population had crime rates 250% higher than their share of the population would have predicted. So why are we calling them all dreamers? Well, we know why. You don't want to separate a dreamer from mommy or daddy, do you? Well, we didn't separate anyone from anybody. What are you talking? No, no, you don't understand. Sure you are. The Washington Times had asked several experts to look at Mr. Lott's research papers. Some didn't respond, while one said he was unable to get Mr. Lott's data. Any questions about Mr. Lott's methodology? Well, of course. And I hope we do that for all the so-called climate change scientists. Lott is very, very reputable, and he's hated immensely because he is excellent on the Second Amendment and excellent on this issue. He's a numbers guy. He's an economist. He's a statistician. He's a numbers guy. And he looks at the numbers. So illegal aliens between the 18, age of 18 and 35, a.k.a. dreamers, commit significantly more crimes than the percentage of their population suggests they should. And they commit more brutal crimes. Now, is that going to change the debate among the Democrats? Of course not. They're weak on crime. They like liberal judges. They hate the cops. We already know this. They like the senior level of the FBI while they despise the men and women of the FBI. This we know, too. All right. Now, it is reported in the New York Slimes that the President of the United States had seriously considered fining Robert Mueller, the so-called special counsel. There's nothing special about that counsel. But he uh, was pulled back from the brink by his counselor, um, again. The president says this is fake news. He says this is baloney. Cut seven, Mr. Producer, go. Did you see the fire Fake news, folks, fake news. All right. Let's just pretend for the fun of it that he did. So what? So what? First of all, he has the constitutional power to, to fire him or to order Rosenstein or somebody at justice to fire him. That's not in dispute. That's the first point. The second point, he didn't fire him. Why is this a story? Because the New York Slimes is out to destroy this president. And the New York Slimes and the Democrats are wearing, wearing, uh, uh, working together on this stuff. Hand in foot, foot in mouth. And so just like clapping seals, here we go. Rachel Maddow on MSLSD. Cut eight. Go. Let me just get your, your top line uh, reaction to this. This is not the president acting to fire Robert Mueller now, in case people are tuning in and freaking out about that. These are reports that this happened last year, shortly after he was appointed. Uh, these reports are absolutely stunning. Why, why is this slobbering moron 
all over TV. He finds everything absolutely stunning. Have we tried to get this guy on the program, Mr. Producer? Let's try. Now, this will be the one program he won't come on. This will be the one program he won't come on because I don't give him lollipops and special plastic rings like little kids get after going to the dentist. I would like to talk to Mr. Blumenthal, who is everywhere. He finds everything stunning and deeply frightening when it comes to Trump. Go ahead. Deeply frightening, because they show, again, that the president will stop at nothing to protect himself from this. President, hold on, president didn't do anything. I don't even have to argue in the alternative that he could have. The president didn't. He didn't fire Mueller. He didn't interfere in the investigation. It really becomes uh, difficult, doesn't it, folks? If you love your country, you have a president who won the election fair and square, who's trying to govern as he promised in most areas, and to have these these uh, loathsome political hyenas like Blumenthal day in and day out. This is they wake up in the morning, they go to bed at night. This guy's Dracula. Wants to suck the blood out of Trump. Wants to suck the blood out of this society. To make a complete mountain out of a tiny molehill. It's not even a molehill. He was thinking about firing Mueller. I, we've never. I'm so stunned by all this. Yeah, absolutely shocking. I mean, it's frightening. Well, we have said deranged dictator. That's why. Yeah, deranged, mentally ill dictator here. It's scary. Then we have another buffoon here. They're going to keep this mantra, obstruction of justice, obstruction of justice. And when they do that, we should say, yes, Hillary, 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 Hillary. Comey, 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 Comey. Jeff Merkley, of the famous Merkley uh, acrobatics team. I don't know what he is. Cut nine, go. president said he wanted to fire special counsel Robert Mueller. Tried. I guess, to fire special counsel Robert Well, well, he didn't try. If he wanted to, he would have, you idiot. Another idiot. CNN. Oh, John Berman. Oh, John Berman. Walter Cronkite of our day. Another uh, model boy uh, with the uh, men's warehouse for men, uh, you know, with the the pictures and everything. Go ahead. And the White House counsel said, I will quit if you do that. So is this a good news story? Is this a good news story? The president didn't do it and the staff stopped him? Well, it, it really reflects the fact that the president has been obstructing justice. Isn't it fascinating all- having two liberal hacks speak to each other, one dressed up as a reporter, one dressed up as a senator, with leading questions like this? I believe that the people who watch CNN on a regular basis uh, are those who are walking quickly at the airports, And I think it's pumped into mental institutions. I mean, CNN, you get less news and facts on CNN than you do on gas station TV. Ever see gas station TV, Mr. Producer? You sit there, you put in the pump, all of a sudden, hello, and you go, what the hell's that? The weather today and whatever, whatever. You get more concrete, factual information and news 
from gas station TV than you do CNN. Go ahead. About his first year in office. Uh, he Shut took up. Manipul- now we have a Mark Warner. Somebody woke him up. Somebody woke up Dracula. He came out of his casket for another appearance on MSLSD. Very, very important. Let's hear what he had to say. Uh, cut 10, go. Nothing this president does anymore surprises me. Then why? Then, then uh, if nothing the president does anymore surprises you, then why are you on TV with your big mouth? Go ahead. I went out in December, went to the floor of the Senate and said, this would be a red line if this president goes out and fires Mueller, or for that matter, pardons any of the individuals who've been indicted. Pardons anybody who's been indicted. So if the president in any way exercises his constitutional powers, Mr. Genius here, Mark Warner, believes that, of course, the president needs to be removed. I see. He had no problem with Bill Clinton handing out uh, pardons like uh, condoms. They had no problem with that whatsoever. He had no problem with Bill Clinton pardoning uh, the Puerto Rican terrorist members. He had no problem with that. No problem with him pardoning March Rich, Mark Rich. He didn't call that an abuse. He didn't call for his head. No, 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 no. Nothing the president does. Doesn't he have the kind of voice where these, uh, no offense, where these uh, sleazy types are uh, calling you on the phone? making these perverted comments, yes, uh, you don't know me. Yes, but uh, I'm making a call. I wonder if he's wearing a raincoat. Go ahead. We're now in an area where we got to wonder about the very tenets of our democracy. Ah, we- shut up, you idiot. Worry about the very tenets of our democracy? The hell does he think he's talking to? Oh, he's on MSNBC talking to another idiot. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Fox today, and I was on CNN today, and I was everywhere today, and the funny thing is, I never left my house today. So they were picking up things I said on the radio yesterday. John King on CNN today, cut one, go. Candidate Trump's immigration stance, pretty crystal. A giant red underlined no to what conservatives call amnesty. Reconcile that with this, the White House will now say yes to a pathway to citizenship for DACA recipients and for one million more so-called dreamers. In return, the White House does have some big demands. $25 billion trust fund for a border wall. Family-based immigration would end, and green cards for the visa lottery would shift elsewhere. But conservatives still look at that first point. They see it as surrender. You've given them, on the numbers side, more than they could ever have expected from Barack Obama. You started with 1.8 million for amnesty. Why would you start with 1.8 million? Why would you start with people who never even applied for DACA? One million people over the seven to 800,000 who never even applied for it. Why would you do that? And it's going to be spun that this is absolute genius. No, it's not. This is absolutely pathetic. Mark Levin there on the radio. So where does this get us? Uh, Republicans have said we'd like to know what the president is for so we can decide what to put on the floor in terms of legislation. Uh, Democrats have said we need to have a DACA deal. Now they turn to some guy named Michael Scheer, who's allegedly a New York Times White House correspondent. And so he's on CNN. Let's hear what pearls of wisdom he has. Cut to go. 
Well, and look, I, I, the reason I think this, to, to answer your question, this more blows up the deal than it right. does help proceed it, is that conservatives, like the one that you just played, are going to ignore the fine print and only look at that big headline that they consider to be amnesty. Well, let's stop there. We didn't ignore the fine print. We went over every piece of the fine print. I just love it when we have liberals dressed up as reporters and columnists and correspondents who talk about me, who don't know me, never listen to me, and have never spoken to me. PBS, what, this summer, did a whole thing on me, among others, and never even contacted me. A two-part series. Because they want to create a caricature, you see. They want to create a caricature. So that's what they do. Go ahead. As on the other side, the Democrats and the Republicans who are more apt to look for a more moderate solution are going to look... I am tired of amnesty and lack of border security and chain migration into the millions and millions being positioned as a more moderate position. It's not a moderate position. It is a radical position. Go ahead. Ignore that headline and look at the fine print. And the fine print is literally policy after policy after policy that really hardline conservative immigration advocates have been trying to push through for decades. And it's mm -hmm. cracking down on in immigration enforcement. So this guy is a propagandist for the Democrats because they want you to believe that all this really hardline stuff is on the table and they really have a chance of getting it. And they're not reading the fine print and the fine print and the fine print. Reading the fine print, I could have written the fine print, you idiot. We know all too well what's taken place over the last three decades in terms of how you and I have been treated and bamboozled and deceived. We know all too well what's gone over the last half century since the Great Society and the 1965 law that they put in place. There's been amnesty after amnesty after amnesty, and there's been lie after lie after lie about securing the border. We know what happened in 2006. They did the fan dance to pass a statute to build seven to 800 miles of physical barriers, among other things. They built 36 and a half miles. I read the fine print on that, too. Didn't you? Amnesty is permanent. Amnesty is permanent. You can't take it away once you've conferred it. And I read the fine print, you see. I, I know what's in the fine print, and the, the print, and the fine print. They just look at the headlines, you know, these, these conservatives are awfully stupid, you know. Well, let's see here. Let's go ahead and grab John, Mr. Call Screener. Salt Lake City, Utah. How may I help you, John? John, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, Mark. I, I, I moved you to the front of the line. Go ahead. I, I think you're freaking out. I think Trump is playing these guys. Oh, first of all, you sound like a liberal. I'm not freaking out at all. I'm laying out the case. But go ahead. You're a cultist. So Trump is playing these guys by offering 1.8 million people for citizenship. Go ahead. No, I'm not a cultist. I think he's, I think he's playing Schumer. I think he's putting it out there because he knows... They won't take it because nothing you ever give. Well, that's a genius idea then. <clears throat> Is that why he's putting out the wall too? Because he knows they won't take that? 
Hey. Is that why he's putting out chain migration? Because he knows they won't take that? Easy. You realize how silly this argument is? Easy, Mark. We I'm all fine, get- pal. Go put your head in the toilet. I'll be right back. Conservative voice, the Mark Levin Show. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. Yeah, Fox is now reporting Trump didn't tell his counselor, McGahn, to fire Mueller. He did discuss the possibility of doing so. So what's wrong with that? So now we have thought crimes. If somebody talks about the possibility of speeding... Or the possibility of stealing a loaf of bread. Or the possibility of doing this or that. Now that's a huge, huge... It's the end of our democracy, don't you know? Now when Hillary Clinton lies serially, when it comes to the Espionage Act, that's not the end of our democracy for idiots like Mark Warner. No. No. All right. Hillsdale College... Do you have a free subscription to Imprimus? If not, here's your chance to join a community of 3.7 million conservative Americans who read Imprimus every single month. And it's very easy to read. It's a beautiful brochure, and they always have a compelling speaker. Again, it's free as part of Hillsdale's efforts to help all Americans pursue truth and defend liberty. And you, you can subscribe right now for absolutely no charge. There's never a charge for it. At levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N, for hillsdale.com. Now, my site features the Imprimus edition by my friend Dr. Larry Arn, the president of Hillsdale, and the world's leading scholar on Winston Churchill. And Dr. Arn shares three key lessons we can all learn from Churchill. It's yours for free at levinforhillsdale.com. Dr. Arn tells the inspiring story about Churchill's courage, what you and your children can learn from him about making wise choices. This terrific piece appears only in Imprimus, the free monthly speech digest from Hillsdale College. Imprimus is one of the most widely read publications in the country, with a larger circulation than the New York Slimes or the Wall Street Journal. It features the very best in conservative thought from heroes of the cause. Read the inspiring edition and start receiving Imprimus free every single month. It's very simple. Go to Levin for Hillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N. Hillsdale.com. Now, President Trump today, he was in Davos, and he did a great job there, and he was a big hit there, and he had some really good things to say. Cut 11, go. Now is the perfect time to bring your business, your jobs, and your investments to the United States This is especially true because we have undertaken the most extensive regulatory reduction ever conceived. Regulation is stealth taxation. The U.S., like many other countries, unelected bureaucrats, and we have, believe me, we have them all over the place, And they've imposed crushing and anti-business and anti-worker regulations on our citizens with no vote, no legislative debate, and no real accountability. In America, those days are over. I pledged to eliminate 
two unnecessary regulations for every one new regulation. We have succeeded beyond our highest expectations. Instead of two for one, we have cut 22 burdensome regulations for every one new rule. And what the president has done here is fabulous. There's no other word for it. Absolutely fabulous. And people say, but we need regulations. Are you kidding? We got so many regulations you can't even count them all. But what they've done, obviously, is they've gone through all these regulations, especially the uh, the 11th hour regulations that Obama and his left-wing hordes pushed out as fast as they could before he left town. And so what the Trump administration is doing is going through all of them and eliminating these these killer regulations. They're not regulations about health and safety. Sure, that's the propaganda. That's the ribbon they put around these boxes. But they are anti-growth, anti-capitalist, anti-wealth creation, anti-American regulations. And so he's killing them. The very way they were created, he's undoing them. And he has done this like Sherman through Atlanta. And he deserves absolute, absolute credit for this. It's really astonishing what he's been able to accomplish. Now, let's go to cut 14, Mr. Producer. Go ahead. We are also making historic investments in the American military because we cannot have prosperity without security. To make the world safer from rogue regimes... Wait a minute. The Democrats would argue we cannot have prosperity, we cannot have a strong military without more money for the welfare state. That's where they are. We desperately need to increase substantially funding for the United States military, funding for the all-volunteer military, funding for weapon systems, funding for our jets, funding for our pilots, funding for our infantry, funding, funding, funding. We had a 600 uh, Navy, ship Navy. It's under 300. It's actually under 280 right now. We can't afford to do that. We're 1,000 pilots short. We're cannibalizing brand new jets to take care of brand new jets. Like we're some third world country, or excuse me, some other utopian. Our training is not what it needs to be. Now this is unacceptable. We spent all this time on DACA and Dreamers, all this time on redistributing wealth, all this time on the left's agenda. We need to expose these people on the left. Soft on crime. Soft on the military. Soft on America. Soft on free markets. Go ahead. And revisionist powers. We are asking our friends and allies to invest in their own defenses and to meet their financial obligations. Our common security requires everyone to contribute their fair share. My administration is proud to have led historic efforts at the United Nations Security Council and all around the world to unite all civilized nations in our campaign of maximum pressure to denuke the Korean Peninsula. We continue to call on partners to confront Iran's support for terrorists and block Iran's path to a nuclear weapon. Wow, so radical, so unhinged, so deranged. We've never seen anything like this in America, right? Morning, Schmo Scarborough. 
Right, Mark? Warner, lightweights, backbenchers all. We've never seen anything like this. Oh, he's going to blow us all up. He's killing our democracy. Go ahead. Working with allies and partners to destroy jihadist terrorist organizations such as ISIS, and very successfully so. Let's stop here. All these left-wing kook Democrats on TV, interviewed by left-wing kook phony journalists, they never talk about this. How this president, how this president ordered his generals to take out ISIS. He said he would as a candidate, and he's not only doing it, he's all but done it in record time. Be honest with yourselves. Eighteen months ago, you didn't think it was possible. Look what he did. He unleashed the United States military. He's been more responsible in his dealings with the real nuclear threat in North Korea than any president before, bar none. He was handed a horrific so-called Iran deal. Awful, awful deal. Secret side deals, billions of dollars into the enemy state. And he's confronted it. He didn't pass the buck. He's dealing with it. But you'll never hear about this on CNN. You'll never hear about it on MSNBC. And you'll never hear about it from the uh, parrots who go on all these cable shows for the focused purpose of destroying this president. I'll tell you what else you'll never hear. You'll never hear about unemployment in this country. How it drops and drops and drops under this president. How unemployment is at record lows for African Americans. Record lows for African Americans. You won't hear a word about this. It's at record lows for Hispanic Americans. You don't hear a word about this. It's at nearly a two-decade low for women. You don't hear a word about this. Because you're supposed to hate this man. And in order to hate this man, you're not going to be given actual news. You're going to be fed hate-filled propaganda from the clowns who pretend that they're journalists. Look at the stock market. Of course, it's going to come down one day, so you better diversify. I'm warning you now. You need to diversify. These things get bigger and bigger and bigger and then pop. But that said, that affects you directly. Those of you who have pensions with your IRAs or your 401ks or something through work or whatever it is, where do you think most of that money is? Well, a significant amount is in the stock market. Ask your employer or ask whatever mutual fund you may have or however you invest, however little you invest, that you want to see your statement. You'll be shocked at how high it is. Again, diversify. Be careful. He doesn't get any credit for that. That's Obama did that. How did he do it? Well, with massive taxes, massive de- uh, redistribution of wealth, Massive regulations, pushing companies offshore. That's how Obama grew the economy. And all of us were supposed to buy that Obama grew the economy. Eight years, he grew nothing. Except some phony organic garden in the backyard while he and Biden were sneaking out for greasy hamburgers. No credit. 
He gets no credit at all by the, the liars in the media. Hey, we're here to defend the First Amendment. No, you're not. You're not defending the First Amendment. You're defending your paycheck. You're a disgrace. The whole damn bunch of you are in a, a disgrace. Is there a single real journalist on CNN? If so, who is it? Who is it? Is there a single real journalist on MSNBC? Wait, I have another question. Is there a single person on MSNBC with an IQ over five and a half? How about that one? I'll be right back. You've heard me talk of the amazing shave I get from my Dollar Shave Club razor. I'm not kidding. Especially when I use it with their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter. Well, I'm here to tell you I'm never giving up my membership. In fact, I'm adding even more DSC products to my daily routine. Dollar Shave Club makes products for your hair, face, skin, shower, everything you need. And I must say, if I may, they have me looking and feeling amazing what I hear. And it's all their own original stuff. They only use the finest premium ingredients and they deliver it to you just like they do their razors. And my razor showed up yesterday, as a matter of fact. That means no more annoying trips to the store, cruising up and down aisles, looking at shelf upon shelf of what the hell is that and what the hell do I do with it. Now, I use Dollar Shave Club for almost everything. Razors, even body cleanser. DSC has you covered head to toe. Now, it's a great time to give Dollar Shave Club a try. You can get your first month of their best razor, along with travel-sized versions of shave butter and body cleanser, for just five bucks, five dollars. After that, replacement cartridges ship for just a few bucks a month. It's the DSC starter set. Get yours for just five dollars if you act now. And get it exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash mark. Let me give that out again. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash mark. Dollarshaveclub.com slash mark. You're going to love this. Dollar Shave really does a fabulous job and the products are incredible. All right. Let's take a call, shall I? Yes, I shall. Eddie, our buddy Eddie, Orange County, California, the great KRLA country. Go. Mark, I give God the glory. I praise his name, and I thank him for one, my Savior, and two, for my twin. What a great show you're having tonight, Mark. You know, I want to talk about Nancy in in a minute, but, Mark, it appears to me that you good people uh, made a major mistake by picking Jeff Sessions as Attorney General. Now, I don't want to put no disparities on no one, but help me, America. Does this man even look like an AG? I don't know what an Attorney General looks like, but I don't think it's Jeff Sessions. And, Mark, this is... This political climate is a true AG's dream. It's Taylor May. He'll make me attorney general for two months. Not only will I drain the swamp, but I'll bleach that bad boy for you. And if not me, to kiss off the left and the right, make Ted Cruz attorney general, not to do the president's bidding, but to do what is constitutionally right, as only Ted Cruz knows how. Now, Mark, Nancy Pelosi, your take on her was spot on. And a good question that you asked, how does someone with a low IQ reach speakership? 
And I am pleased, Mark, that there was no reaction to her asinine comment. She is truly out of touch with black America. Uh, Mark, we're in trying times, there's no doubt about it. But I am truly, I am sure that one day this will all be exposed and we'll be done with it. And on that day, it will show how the American people fought back against tyranny. I can't wait for the movie to be honest with you, Mark. And one more quick thing, Mark. The football, uh, the Super Bowl, congratulations for going to the Super Bowl, Mark. Word on the street is that Pat fans are talking crazy. They're saying that if you're not the New York football giants, they're not afraid of you. They already took you out back in 39. Also word is that if Bill Belichick has two weeks to prepare for a backup quarterback, Pat fans say they are going to blow you out, Mark. Well, it's possible, but we shall see. <clears throat> I can tell you this. The Eagles aren't everybody's favorite team, I can tell you that. But more people I talk to, they're saying they want them to beat you know, the Patriots because they're tired of the Patriots. Now, let's be honest. It's probably the greatest football organization right. uh, so far. Probably the greatest, greatest quarterback so far. Right. Uh, one of the greatest coaches so far. So, But I will say this. If the Eagles have the same game they had last week, nobody's going to beat them. I agree, Mark. If they bring their A game, if the Philly fans bring their A game, I think they'll make a run for it. But as I said, if if Belichick has time to prepare for a backup quarterback, it doesn't look good for you, Mark. But By the way, Eddie, you, you know who I'm bringing on? You know who I'm bringing on this show in a half hour? A good friend of mine, Who's Stephen that? A. Smith. Stephen, Stephen A. Smith. Tell Stephen A. I love him. Tell him he's my man. Someday I'm gonna call his show and, and yell at him too. He is all out <laughs> to make it to read those. Mark one silver lining about Philly fan though. Yes, and sir. Even if you get beat. You still have Rocky Balboa. God bless. That's true, isn't it? All right, man. God bless you. That's my buddy Eddie, with us from the very beginning. Just a great guy. I met him at the Reagan Library. Love him. Yes, we're going to have Stephen A. Smith. If he doesn't forget, we're going to have him on at the bottom of the next hour. I want to talk about this with him, the Super Bowl, among other things. Um, let's see. Let's take another call. Let me do my best, Mark Warner. Hello, everybody. Can you hear me? Want a cookie? Look at all these things I have in my raincoat. That's my Mark Warner imitation. Greg, Woodstock, Georgia, the great W-Y-A-Y. Quickly, go. Hey, Mark, first-time, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. You know, for Pelosi to say we're going to make America white again, she sounds like the people up in Lexington, Virginia, that were saying the Jews shall not replace us. What is white people, what are white people supposed to do? Move out, give up their dreams and hopes, or, or we didn't have any more to do she, with us being she white? Is, she is, let's remember what party she's part of here. This is a party that has spent its entire existence on race, racism, racialism, race baiting. One way or another, that's what the Democrat Party comes down to, isn't it? All right, Greg, thank you for your call, my friend. We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark. Love Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Well, the idiots on Capitol Hill 
we need to pass a law to protect Robert Mueller in case the president fires him. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. They're going to pass a law to make it illegal for the president to fire the special counsel. Now, let's just think about that. How are laws passed in this country? Yes, Johnny. Well, 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 the Congress passes the law and they, ha- uh, and they send it to the president to sign. Right, Johnny. Is that Johnny Boehner? So Congress passes a statute, a bill to be more precise, and in order for it to become a law, the president must sign it. Is that correct? Yeah, yes. Okay. <clears throat> Would the president sign it? No. Oops. Now, let's think about this further. So Congress is going to pass a law. The president's going to sign it. A law that would prohibit the president from firing a subordinate in the executive branch. Isn't that unconstitutional? Can Congress pass a law that actually changes the fundamental operations of the executive branch in violation of the Constitution? Yes. Yes, Chucky. What's the question? Little Chuck Schumer. No, Congress can't pass a statute to change the Constitution. But you see, they want to pass a law <clears throat> to prevent the president from firing Mueller because it's all a fan dance. They think you're stupid, just like they think their base is stupid, and so many in their base, in fact, are stupid. And they want you to believe that, well, they have to pass this law to protect the rule of law. Don't you find these people grotesque? Now, let's take this one step further. If the President of the United States did in fact fire Robert Mueller, what would happen? Well, they'd move to impeach him in the House of Representatives. And I bet they'd get it because I'm sure there are 30 or 40 Republicans, I mean Republicans, who would go along with every single Democrat. And then you look in the Senate, you've got a real conga line of buffoons there, particularly on the Republican side. You have Susan Collins, who thinks she's Catherine Hepburn, with her speech impediment. you got Lindsey Graham, enough said. you got all kinds of bizarros in there. And the media would go nuts, and so uh, <clears throat> what would happen is you would have the Democrats and the media working together, and you'd have the Republicans who would fall in line, many of them. So Robert Mueller is not going to be fired. If Congress wants to pass a statute, they should actually pass an appropriation bill that defunds Robert Mueller, because Robert Mueller has found no collusion with Russia. That's his task. He needs to go. He needs to go. He needs to go back home where he can kick his dog. Because he's apparently into that sort of thing. That is, hurting people and things. 
I don't know, you don't understand. We have to, uh, and by the way, they're going to eliminate the visa lottery system, they say. Isn't that what they said in the White House, Mr. Producer? Which has brought in 55,000 people who are nobler, smarter, more hardworking than you, apparently. They're going to eliminate this visa lottery system, and then they're going to take that 55,000 annual number, ladies and gentlemen, and put it into one other immigration program. That's a John Cornyn special. Another, uh, whatever. We'll change up the subjects a little bit at the bottom of the hour when Stephen A. Smith is scheduled to come on the program. Let us go to Aaron, Tucson, Arizona, one of my favorite places, a wonderful restaurant there. There are many called Little Abner's. KNST, go. Good morning or evening, Mark Levine. Sorry, I'm used to being in Israel. Uh, listen. Oh, you've been drinking again. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I've been living in Israel. I'm back in the United States here in Tucson, Arizona. All right. You know, my uh, my grandfather, my Zaidi, came across uh, Ellis Island back in the 1920s. And, you know, he came, he came across and did it the right way. And, unfortunately, there are so many uh, illegals here, immigrants now. I, I just don't I, – I don't get the whole citizenship now. There's no way for us to, to round them up and deploy them all, and I don't think that is necessarily the humane way of doing it. But no, 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 we don't need to round up. We should give everybody a citizenship card and a medal. See, the choice isn't between rounding them up or giving them citizenship. You discourage employment in this country by having a mandatory E-Verify system. Businesses who hire illegal aliens are to be punished severely. I know that upsets the U.S. Chamber of Crony Capitalism. That's their damn problem. That's number one. Number two, that and deny them certain um, uh, benefits that citizens and legal residents get, both federal and state. Number three, eliminate sanctuary cities. There's a statute Congress could pass but won't pass. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do, sir. So why, why do people keep talking, round them up, round them up? You're, you're Who's asking, talking about rounding them up? No, it's not rounding them up. It's not rounding them up. But, you know, give them a different status. Don't give them citizenship. Don't give them the right to vote. Let, you know, if they want to go through the process, let them become legal residents where they can work here and contribute. Sir, sir hello. Hello, Earth Calling. Sir, there were seven to 800,000 DACA individuals. And yet there are 1.8 million to whom they want to give citizenship. So that's a million more than we were talking about. May I ask you a question, Aaron? Why didn't those millions sign up for the DACA program under Obama? They didn't want to get deported. They wouldn't get deported. That's the whole point of DACA. Well, Hello? 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 What? They didn't want to be put on the list. Sir, well, then what's the point? You're going to have to put them on some list. You're on a list. I'm on a list. Yeah, we're citizens. We, we... Right, get out of here. You're not making any sense. I'm sorry. I do not suffer fools easily. Even nice ones. I can't take it. I just can't take it. We don't want to be on the list. Oh, I'm sorry. May I coddle you? You sure you have a safe space? Please come out of the shadows. What can I confer upon you? Citizenship? Largesse? How may I help you? It's not your fault. Meanwhile... 
<laughs> we want to make America white again. <laughs> well, what is this, insanity? They don't want to get on the list. Oh, excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. Why don't I want to file federal income taxes? Round them up. Round them up. James, Dallas, Texas, the great WBAP. Go. Yeah, uh, Mark, I appreciate you taking my call. I've listened to you for for uh, for a long, long time. By the way, James, before you go, I know you're a fireman. Let me ask you this, James. No, I'm not a fireman. <laughs> I'm retired. Oh. Well, hey, that's what Mr. Call Screener said. Let me ask you a question, James. Yes. Why should Nancy Pelosi be in Congress in lieu of a brown person, black person, red person, albino person, mixed person. In other words, if we don't want to make America white again, her phrase, then wouldn't one of the great things be for her to step down and say, I will back anybody of color who wants my job? I would think so. I, I don't. So would I. I anyway, go right ahead, sir. Well, uh, I, like I said, I, I, uh, I'm in the Dallas area. I live in Flower Mound, and uh, we live in a, a neighborhood that it has everybody that you can think of, of all ethnic and uh, and blacks, and uh, on and on. Well, you live in a community that apparently Nancy Pelosi does not. Go right ahead. Absolutely not. And we all love each other and respect each other. And, and Exa- you know what? You know what? What you're saying is so important. The government does more to divide us. The government does more to undermine um, uh, true human compassion and unity in this country. They just keep dividing us, dividing us, dividing us. These these pathetic snake oil politicians, they want votes, so people need to beat each other's throats. That's how they get their vote out. It is awful. You make such a powerful statement. We really do get along, for the most part, as a people, as a people, as a culture, as a society, whatever color. We really do. When you look around the world, it's just incredible. Go ahead. Yes, and I agree with you 100%. And I just don't get where she's coming from because we don't see it here in Texas. We, oh, we I get it. Everybody she's, she's what I call a Mercedes Marxist. <laughs> I would say. All right, James. Well, God bless you. Have a great weekend. Let's see. Let us go to Dan Leavenworth, Washington, the great Sirius satellite. A logger. Go right ahead, sir. I thought they arrested all the loggers. (laughs) Hello, Mark. Um, That that is one of the toughest jobs on the face of the earth. So it's a pleasure to talk to you, sir. It's a pleasure to talk to you, too. My parents in 1962 immigrated from Switzerland to Canada my brother and I were born in Canada we moved to Alaska in 71 we moved to Leavenworth Washington in fall of 71 we became citizens we had papers my folks had papers Mm-hmm. Uh, green cards, we became citizens. And I mm-hmm. am just livid at mm-hmm. the Democrats and Trump. If he makes a deal on this DACA thing and he needs to end chain migration, 
the Dreamers, the Visa Lottery. Uh, my dad did it the right way, mm-hmm. and uh, if people, you know, they say we're they say we're a nation of immigrants. Dan, are we a nation of illegal immigrants? It sounds that like... Would, that would be one damn weird nation, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, Mark. We're, it sounds like we're becoming a nation of illegals. I mean, that's 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 against the Constitution. I don't know much about the Constitution, but you do not you do not come here illegally. That is that is that is breaking the law. All right, my friend. I appreciate your call. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Exciting news. Simply Safe is a company that's been around for many years. Now they've transformed into the fastest growing home security company in America. Now, they protect over 2 million people, including many of you and me. Well, listen to this. They just released their brand new home security system, the all new Simply Safe. This system has been completely redesigned and rebuilt. They've added new safeguards to protect against power outages, downed Wi-Fi, cut landlines, bats, hammers, and everything in between. The all-new Simply Safe was redesigned to be practically invisible, with powerful sensors so small you'll hardly notice them. You know who will notice them? Yeah, intruders. Simply Safe spent years building this brand new cutting-edge system. They added an incredible amount to it. But you still get the same fair and honest price. 24-7 professional protection for only $15 a month. And with Simply Safe, there are no long-term contracts. This new system is smaller, faster, stronger than anything they've ever built. But supply is very limited. As a matter of fact, they ran short after I mentioned this to you the first time. Now they're replenished. They're ready to roll. So go to simplysafemark.com right now. Get your system. And I'm telling you, they're going to run short of them. Get your system now. That's simplysafemark.com to protect your home and family today. Simplysafemark.com. It's a very, very hot item right now because the price is so affordable, because the protection is so wonderful, and because... It's not just cutting-edge technology. It is beyond cutting-edge technology. It's at the front of the line. And they work on this all the time to try and find the best way to do as much as they can to protect you and your family at the cheapest rate. SimplySafeMark.com All right, let's continue to take some calls. By the way, I see Devin Nunes' hometown left-wing kook newspaper is attacking him for trying to get to the bottom of this massive scandal that's going on. So, you see, if you stand up to all this stuff, you pay a price. So I hope the people in his district, back in the Fresno area and so forth, stick with this guy. He's a great congressman. Let's go to Kyle, Jupiter, Florida, the great WJNO, the home of Brian Mudd, our buddy there. Go ahead. Hi, Mark. Uh, Big fan. I hope you're doing well tonight. Um, Thank you. By the way... By the way, by the way, by the way, you're on Jupiter or Jupiter Island? Jupiter. Okay, for people who know. 
I want to know. Are you near Indian Town Road right now? It sounds like you're in a car. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever eaten? I got to mention this because I love this. Have you ever eaten? And I shouldn't because now they'll get crowded. You ever eaten a restaurant called Flash Beach? No, I have not. It's a, uh, it's up it's up near Beach Road <clears throat> and A one A. I'm going to tell you this, and I shouldn't tell you this because now there's going to be lines to get into this place. It's my favorite restaurant of all time. I'll have to try that sometime. It's incredible. You real and by the way, I get nothing for this. So that I'm, it's not a matter of connections. I'm telling you because you sound like a nice guy and you're in Jupiter. All right, it's in Hope Sound, by the way. Go right ahead, Kyle. Well, anyway, I was uh, I was going back to your previous suggestion to another caller uh, that we need to do more. That he to, stick his head in a uh, toilet. You heard that guy last hour. Yeah, we need to de de incentivize these people from coming over here in the first place uh, by reducing their work incentives. I agree. Um, is there any way that we can charge employers or prosecute employers who actively hire illegal aliens by using RICO laws? No, but there's a way to punish them anyway <clears throat> because they're not allowed to hire illegal aliens, technically under existing federal law. They're supposed to be significantly fined. But so why don't we find them? The problem is this E-Verify is voluntary. Well, see, I have that situ I have that situation too. Whenever I hire somebody, I mean, I purposely go through the E-Verify process, mm -hmm. and it's it's like you said, it's totally voluntary. Mm -hmm. All right, my friend. Appreciate your call. Wish I was there. I was there last week. Check that restaurant out, Flash Beach. You're really going to like it, all you folks out there. All right, I'll be right back, presumably with Stephen A. Smith. It's a pleasure to have the next guest, actually my friend, Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A., how are you, sir? How are you, sir? Great one! What's going on, man? Oh, man, you're full of energy. I love it. You're always, by the way, I got this big TV now in my basement where I'm forced okay. to work out with my buddy Justin. And so I have you on now. I watch you guys pretty much every morning. You're really good. Well, by the way, did anyone ever well, tell you that? I, I appreciate it. Well, you tell me that all the time, and I appreciate <laughs> it, and the feel is mutual. I certainly listen to your show every chance I get, buddy. You know that. Yeah, now, we don't always agree, but we do respect each other because we both Absolutely. have passion, don't we? Absolutely. No problem. And what's, and what's wrong with that? What's wrong with having passion? Well, I will tell you this. It is something wrong with it for people who prefer to be boring and not get ratings. Certainly exactly. they have a problem with it. But people like you and I who understand ratings and revenue matter, you know, we don't want to be boring. All right, let, let's cut to the chase here. we got this Super Bowl coming up. You're the expert That's as right. far as I'm concerned. Now, you spent a lot of time in Philadelphia, didn't you? 17 years as a writer, and uh, the last seven years in Philadelphia as a general sports columnist. And I was born in Philadelphia, and I was raised in Philadelphia. Who do you think, you know, you get this a thousand ways, but I want to hear your analysis. What do you think about this Super Bowl game? How do you break it down? First of all, I think it's going to be a thriller. Um, I just think that the Eagles are so much better than... Than, than, you know, any of us ever thought they would be. And we got to give credit where credit is due, Mark, in that regard. I will. Uh oh. Did I lose? <laughs> oh, they don't have Tom Brady. 
All right, let's let's go get him back. We know where he is. He's going to give credit where credit's due when we're going to get him back. I'm guessing to the coach and to the backup quarterback, Foles. Maybe even to the left-wing kook owner. You never know. All right, I'm going to do show tunes right now. Do we have Stephen A. back? Yeah, let me do this now. So when he comes back, we'll have even more time. I want to tell you about my ID Carrot. I want to tell you what a wonderful sponsor this is, too. And I want to talk to you for a minute about something you really need to pay attention to because it affects you and your family. It's tax fraud, especially with tax season here. It's expected to be especially bad this year due to that awful Equifax breach. Remember that? They compromised the personal information for half of American adults. With how clever the cyber crooks are these days, you need a different kind of identity protection. Someone who works with you personally and takes care of you and your family. And uh, they, they also take care of Fortune 500 companies, and they've done it for years. Many of you have never heard of my ID care. So they knocked on our door, and they wanted to talk to us. As you know, I used to talk about another company. And I said, what makes you different? I'll tell you what makes them different, their experience. These are the guys that these big companies with thousands and thousands of employees turn to. My ID care, and they've decided now to apply their same incredible cutting-edge technology and techniques to you, my audience. So I want you to be able to take advantage of this. My ID care recognizes that individuals need stellar protection too, so they're offering their services directly to you, my listeners. For less than 10 bucks a month, my ID care covers the nine types of identity theft and they have years of experience with tax fraud, but also difficult cases like medical or insurance identity theft. So you, my listeners, you get 15% off at myidcare.com slash mark. Let myidcare take care of you. That's myidcare slash mark, enter promo code mark, myidcare.com slash mark, and then you have to enter promo code mark. Do we have Stephen A. back? Yes, you do. All right, my friend. So can you break it down for us now? The Eagles and the Patriots, I think, is going to be a thriller. Um, but we all know that the Patriots are the favorites for this game because Tom Brady may be the greatest quarterback of this generation. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man talent-wise. He's the greatest that I've ever seen, but he doesn't have the credentials that Brady has. The Eagles are at a disadvantage, Mark, because of their experience. They don't have the experience that Tom Brady has, that Bill Belichick has to literally pick you apart, to know every single weakness that they have, to master the rule book the way that they do and what have you. But the Eagles do have the personnel to beat this team. I will tell you this. If Carson Wentz were healthy, I believe there is no doubt in anybody's mind that this Philadelphia Eagles team would be Super Bowl champions in less than two weeks. But because he's out and your backup is Nick Foles, as great as he looked in the NFC Championship game, you have to ask yourself, can he do that against a Bill Belichick coach team with Bill Belichick having two weeks to prepare for him? I don't know if that's true, which is why the Patriots should be the favorites. Which defense is better? Eagles defense is better. Eagles, uh, the Patriots bend a lot, but they don't break nearly as much as one would think. But the Eagles have the fourth-ranked defense against, against the, uh, you know, in terms of points allowed, in terms of yardage allowed. Uh, they're definitely stout against the run, but here's the problem. They're like 17th against the pass. 
Tom Brady and the Patriots got a top three offense in their passing game because of Tom Brady. Gronkowski had a concussion issue. He's expected to be back. Brandon Cooks is a deep threat. Deion Lewis out of the backfield can catch passes. Plus, he can run the football effectively. And Danny Amendola showed that he could fill the shoes of Julian Edelman, who was down with the ACL injury in the preseason. So because of it, the Eagles have the better defense. But again, you're going against Brady, and that's where your problem lies. So the key is they got to get to Brady, don't they? They have to get to Brady, but here's what makes it. This is why this is such a nail-biter. It's so hard to pick. Whereas the Patriots have the advantage experience-wise. The two Super Bowls that the New England Patriots have lost to the New York Giants and Tom Coughlin's team, they were able to get to Tom Brady by pressuring with four, not blitzing, not sending the house, and instead dropping seven back in coverage and rushing you with the four. The Philadelphia Eagles, led by the Fletcher Coxes of the world and the, and the Grams of the world, they can get to the quarterback without blitzing. And if they can pressure Tom Brady with just four and drop that other seven into the secondary, it can end up being a long night for the Patriots. What did the Jaguars do to almost win? How did they, how did they play the uh, New England team? Well, they were moving the ball effectively with their running game, led by the rookie Leonard Fournette. And Blake Bortles was actually playing for relatively effectively. But their defense was stout. They were pressuring Tom Brady. They were all over him. Uh, their defense is filled with young, athletic dudes who are hitmen, and they really, really got after it. The problem was Marone and, and his coaching staff got conservative, and they went away from what they were doing earlier in the game. A couple of pass interference calls that should not have been called against them obviously played a role. But in the end, what it came down to is that once they got the lead, Mark, their attitude is, okay, let our defense save the day. You cannot do that against Tom Brady. You cannot take your foot off the pedal. You can't take it off the gas. You have to keep bringing it. You've got to keep trying to score as if you're trailing or the score is tied. If you lack, if you get lackadaisical and lay back and give Tom Brady opportunities to get at you, he will pick you apart when it counts most. What do you make of the complaint, Stephen A. Smith, that the refs are so in awe of New England, they call the close ones from New England almost as a pattern now. I don't give a damn about that. That's a bunch of excuses on the part of losers, and here's why. I know it's legit in terms of Spygate, in terms of the Flategate, in terms of the history of the New England Patriots being associated with unsavory behavior. We get that. But, Mark, if you had two seasons and they were successful and that was that, I'd understand. Tom Brady has not won less than nine games since he became a starting quarterback in 2001. Has not, won, has not won less than nine games in a season. They've won, and that was only once. Every season he's played, with the exception of getting hurt in 2008, every season he's played, they've won 10 games or more. Okay? This is their 10th appearance to the Super Bowl, for crying out. I'm sorry, their 8th appearance to the Super Bowl. You know, 10 appearances to the AFC Championship game. I mean, damn, if the, the way they're doing it, if they are cheating, when are y'all going to learn how to cheat as good as that? <laughs> because, I mean, how many excuses do you need when you've been losing to them for that lengthy period of time? Something has to give. I don't want to. He, he's the greatest quarterback, isn't he? He, he is. He is. There's no denying. I mean, really, there isn't any question, is there? He, he, he's special. He's just special, and he's a winner. And here's the thing: the thing about him and Belichick that give them an advantage over and 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 makes the officials scared. They know the rules so well. They know how to go up to the line, Mark, and get you scratching your head about what 
what kind of plays they're trying to implement. And like, is that legal? Can you do this? Can you do that? And suddenly you go to the rule book and you find out. Yes, they can. This is what they do. They know how to do it. Let me ask you another quick one. Cousins on the Redskins. I don't think they should resign him. What do you think? You, well, listen, I don't think so. They franchised him the last two years. He got over $23 million one year, 24 this year. And last time I checked, do you see any playoff victories on their docket? I don't. I, I don't even see, see a winning play? season. There you go. And so the point that I'm trying to make is, look, you can pay anybody to lose. Are you anybody to lose? So if you, if you can't get it done, don't get me wrong. Kirk, Kirk Cousins can play. He's not a scrub, but he's not a difference maker to that degree either. And if you're mm-hmm. not getting over the hump, why spend that money on him when you could use that? You could utilize that money to buffer your offensive line, buffer your receiving corps. Now that Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garcon departed, buffer your defense as well and get a mm-hmm. couple of hitmen on there. So we're talking about you in the same breath that we're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Minnesota Vikings before they showed up in Philly and went to bed last weekend. They were number one in defense until last weekend. I'm not doing something to buffer that instead of just overpaying a quarterback who can't even get you to the playoffs. Tom Coughlin, you know, he's the GM over there at the Jaguars. He's a VP, yeah. He's done a hell of a job. It was a big mistake for the Giants to let him go, wasn't it? You know, it was, but here's the reason why. You know, he missed the playoffs like six of his last seven years or so. Uh, it's just at the time that he went to the playoffs, he actually won the Super Bowl. But here's what you have to – here's what I don't like about what happened to Tom Coughlin. If you miss and you don't make it to the postseason, I can understand an organization making wholesale changes, your coach, your GM, et cetera, et cetera. They talked about needing to make changes as in plural marks and he was the only one they pushed out of there. I don't like that because he didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve to be the scapegoat. If as an organization you say the GM needs to go, the coach needs to go, the scouting department needs to go, player personnel director needs to go, et cetera, et cetera, that's understandable. You need new voices, a new face, et cetera. But when you say you need changes and you let one guy go, you're saying he's the reason why it happened. And Tom Coughlin did absolutely positively nothing to deserve that happening to him and that's why you came home to roost you really love what you do don't you of course i do i mean i I just i I mean mean, i I mean you're like the rain man on this stuff there's not a damn if i ask you about bellatar which i watched over the way you'll know everything about that if i ask you about golf you'll know everything about that people need to understand it takes a lot of work you got to watch a lot of stuff you got to read a lot of stuff you got to really like what you do don't you you got you got to love what you do you got to have a passion for it and more importantly you've got to listen to your audience it's not about what I want. It's about what they want. And you want, you identify with what your audience wants and you have a passion to give them what they want. Then you understand that your name may be on your show and you may be the ring leader, but ultimately there is no Mark Levin show. There is no Stephen A. Smith show without our audience, without our supporters. Sometimes we get caught up with our success and everything like that. People lose sight of what mm-hmm. got them there. What got us here is the support that we received. We never forget that, and as a result, we've been able to enjoy the success we've received. You're so right. It's the audience. And by the way, I want to thank you for your friendship um, and your kind, well, your kindnesses. And you take care of yourself, okay? You take care of yourself, buddy. All the best. All right. God bless to you. He is a great guy. Not only brilliant when it comes to sports, he's just a very decent, down-to-earth guy. I really like him. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
B B Lloyd, Graham, Texas, the great WBAP. Go. Hey, Brother Mark Levin, I love you to pieces. Thank you. You're you're all about what conservatives need to be. And I mean, when I listen to you, I started listening to you two years ago. Did I scare you? Just right before the election. Yeah. I love you to pieces. I mean, you Thank stand, you. you stand for what conservatism is supposed to be about. And I'm a small West Texas boy, yeah. farm raised. I worked all my life. Mm-hmm. That's why we were taught. You work for what you get, mm-hmm. and you respect what you get, and you desire more, but you do it in the right way. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you what, I mean. The liberal left, uh, I'm sorry, the liberal left is just out of control right now. Lloyd, you put it very, very beautifully, and I very much appreciate your your very kind comments. Call again, and we'll give you a little bit more time, my friend. All right, for Lloyd and all of you patriots out there, here we go.
forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. Get Al-Qaeda. Get the Taliban. Get ISIS. Get Hezbollah. Get all those subhuman cockroaches. And while you're at it, have a wonderful and safe weekend. I'll see you on Monday. God bless you.